do me a favor. Wherever you're at, get your Bible out. All right, if somebody's vacuuming, say, quiet. All right, Pastor Jeremy said, quiet. No chores, just sit down. And I want you to find your Bible. If you're here today, grab your Bible, get your Bible app ready. And I want you to turn to John chapter 14. I got a word today, John chapter 14. We're going to put a timer on the screen because I am on a mission today. Here's Jesus. And so Jesus is speaking uh, to uh, the disciples, and this is what he says to them. He says, truly, truly, I say to you. So he's about uh, to go into, you know, uh, the Last Supper. He's about to get crucified on the cross. And he says, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And greater works than, uh, than these will he do, because I'm going to the Father. I'm going to die on a cross, I'm going to resurrect three days later, and then I'm going to ascend into heaven. So whatever you ask in my name, this I'll do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son, so that if you ask me anything in my name, I will do it, all God's people said. Amen, Amen, right? I will do it as a promise, but if you love me, you'll keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper. He'll give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you, and he will be in you. Say, dwells with me, dwells in me. These things I've spoken to you, that while I'm still with you, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for this church. Thank you for your word. Father, I thank you for the helper. Father, I just pray for uh, an incredible day today. Father, I pray for uh, the educators, the students. I pray for this year. Uh, Father, may this be your miracles, not just in this church, but in all life-giving churches, but miracles in schools and homes for your praise and your glory. Jesus, we ask you for revival to break out. And Father, I pray for the Raiders to break out and win some games. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Amen. that was my wife, Pastor Lindsay, and we've been married 15 years this October. 15 years this October. We did it, you know. Uh, 15 years this October. And I remember, um, man, we, you know, I remember uh, that pesky, cheap marriage certificate thing, you know. And uh, we got married, and after we got married, we, we moved into a rental home on the east side, baby. Come on. And, uh, right, don't, I don't play. And uh, don't let the pants fool you. Um, and so on the east side, and uh, our first home was there. It was a rental home. But how many know when you, when you first move in, you got to, like, you don't have a lot of money. And so um, we had, like, like my, my pastor's um, father's couch, you know, like, like we had my mother-in-law's, like, end tables, you know. I had another friend who they were like, should we throw away this coffee table? And I was like, I'll take it, you know. And so we had, like, we had nothing matched, you know. And just how it is when you're first married and we're trying to fill a house with furniture instead of, like, beach chairs. Come on. And, and I remember our um, Lindsay's Nana said, I have a love seat. Um, that you can come and get. And so we said, yes, please, a love seat. And so I remember Pastor Lindsay was like, you know, like, you know, we're first year married. So she was like, honey, you know, like, like, should we have somebody else help us? I was like, no, are you kidding me? Have you see my physique? You know, like, let's go. I was 260 pounds back then. So I was like, let's go, you know. 
And, and so I went and got the, the couch. I had some help with the house and put the couch in the back of my truck and, uh, and brought it down to our, our home. And it was just Pastor Lindsay and I in our home. And, and so it was, I, I was like, I, I, can, I can get it. I can get this. I can get this by myself because I have a dolly and I, I grew up doing furniture. My dad owned a furniture store. I can do this. I got this. Go in the, go in the house, baby, you know. And she was like, are you sure? And I said, yes, I'm sure it's a love seat. You know, like it was like this wide. Like it's a love seat. I can manhandle this thing. And so I, I put it on the dolly and I'm literally going, this is a heavy love seat. Like this is heavier than I, I thought it was going to be. And, and, and as I tilted on the dolly, I was like, oh my goodness. And I look over on the other side and it's a hide-a-bed. All right, there's some equipment in this dolly, uh, in this love seat. I mean, there's, there's metal and brackets of the mattress in there. Now, now. 15 years later, I would have gutted the dumb thing, you know, and brought it into pieces, but not your boy, all right? And so I get, I bring it all the way to the front door, and it doesn't fit in the front, front door. Remember that? I had to, like, wedge it in this rental. I'm scraping the side of the rental home, and, and I'm trying to get it in there. And she goes, do you need help? And I go, I'm fine. <laughs> I felt like Ross pivoting, but I was like yell, yelling at nobody, pivot, you know, Pivot. And so I'm trying to grab his love seat, and my ego gets the best of me. And she was like, you look like you need some help. And I'm like, I'm fine. You know, I'm a man. So I finally get inside the house. But the moment I get inside the house, my back flares up. And I go, oh, right. We finally get the love seat in the house, position it where it is. I'm like, get the height of it. Look how heavy this thing is. It's, a, it's, like, it's not like a, like, a, like, a, like a height of bed nowadays. It's like old school height of bed, like built nice. You know what I mean? Like actual springs in it. Like, and so I walk, and you know how it is when you're, you know, when, when you're hurt, you just kind of walk it off, you know, like, are you fine? I'm fine. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Pastor Lindsay said, look like you need help. Look like you need help. Well, then what? I was fine, but then three weeks later, we're on vacation, and I went to do a stretch, and all of a sudden, my back seized, and I, and I was in a recliner for 10 days. No big deal. <laughs> But the title of my message today in our brand new Holy Spirit series is, You Need Help. Amen. So do me a favor, turn to your neighbor and say, you need some help. <laughs> All right, look at your other neighbor and say, you really look like you need some help. <laughs> and some of you are enjoying this a little too much, huh? You need some help. You need a lot of help. And I want to talk about the Holy Spirit today because the Bible says he's a, he's a helper, He's, he's a helper. He, he's, he's supposed to be in our life. He's, he, 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 you, know, he, you know, Jesus talked about him, and, and he's here in this earth, and, and the Holy Spirit. So do me a favor, and, and this, is, this is not to single anybody out, uh, but I grew up in church, but many did not grow up in church. So raise your hand if you heard of the Holy Spirit. Raise your hand if you heard of the Holy Spirit. Raise your hand. Look at that. Everybody in this room. How about this? I'm going to test you, all right? Raise your hand if you heard of the Holy Ghost. Come on. Hey, there's somebody else in this room today, right? The Holy Ghost. But here's the problem in my, in my frame of mind. That I grew up in church, and I love the local church. I believe the local church is the hope of the world. I believe Avenue Church, that we exist for more than just Sundays or more than just inside these walls. I believe that we're going to make a greater impact in our schools, in our city, and with mayors and governors. I believe that God's going to do extraordinary work through this church. But can I just say sometimes church people are weird. And I want you to know, for, for, for many of us in this room, we go, yeah, the Holy Spirit. For, I think for some of us, we think it's the Holy Weird. Like the Weird Spirit. 
I want you to know that the Holy Spirit isn't weird. Unfortunately, people are weird. And sometimes we take a translation and we begin to blame the Holy Spirit. We begin to do things that aren't from the Spirit. So I want us to look through the Holy Spirit for the entire month of August. And I want to look through the attributes. I want to look through who he is. I want to look through uh, what he does. I want to look through why is he really a helper. John chapter 14, this is what Jesus, Jesus said, I'll ask the Father, and he's talking about God, the Son of God, talking to God, and he will give you another helper. And I love this because Jesus said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask God to give you another helper because I was a good help here on this earth. I love that, that another helper, meaning that Jesus said, and, and, and Jesus said, I was a helper, but I'm going to give you another helper. I must go so the other helper can come. And I love this because in my Christian walk, many times I said, Jesus, why did you only, you know, why were you only on this earth for 30 years? And then you had a three-year missionary journey, right? Like for three years, you went into the ministry and healed the sick and did all these things. And then you died on the cross for the redemption of sins and for our healings, for iniquities. And then you ascended into heaven. Why couldn't you have just stayed longer? Like after you even have resurrected, why 40 days? Like why couldn't you just stay here even? Why couldn't Jesus be here? You know how much more people would believe in Jesus Christ if Jesus was here? But Jesus said, I, I am here because I'm going to send you another helper and he will be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth who the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. And I want you to know the world cannot receive it because the Holy Spirit's a gentleman. Not someone that's like, like you walk into church, but oh, it happened. I got filled with the Spirit today. Wild. <laughs> Holy abduction, you know. <laughs> Never happens. For you know him, for he dwells with you, and he will be in you. I believe if, you, if you've accepted Jesus into your heart, it's not just Jesus who comes into your heart. It's the Holy Spirit who comes lives in your heart. So Jesus said, boys, listen, boys and girls, right? He dwells with you. And he will be in you. But I love that Jesus kept saying, he. And he will give you another helper. And neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you. And he will be in you. The Holy Spirit is a person. Amen. He's a person. He's a person. Now, there's a church word called Trinity. You can't, see, can't find Trinity in the Bible, but you can see the definition of Trinity all throughout the Bible. And the Trinity means there's only one God but three persons. Now, this is probably one of the most complicated, confusing things that a Christian has ever heard, right? You're like, get an egg, and there's a shell, and inside is the, the white stuff and the yellow stuff. That's God. That's the Holy Spirit. That's Jesus, God, three in one. You know, or it's like a car battery, and, and you put a battery in a car, but the, the battery's there, but then the battery controls the lights, the battery controls the horn, the battery controls the, you know, and it's, it's three in one. But I want you to know, there's only one God, not three different types of God, and not God wearing three different types of masks. It's three in one. So we see the Holy Spirit of the Trinity all throughout the Bible. In Genesis chapter 1, i got to teach on this today, all right, so I can set up the entire series. But in Genesis chapter 1, it says, in the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God, there he is. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. But you keep reading, and God's creating, you know, trees and ocean, things like that. And then you see this in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Then God said, let us. He didn't say, let me. He said, let us make man in our image after our 
likeness. He's talking about God, three persons in one. One of my, one of my uh, I think the best way to illustrate kind of the Trinity is when Jesus gets water baptized. Jesus on this, on this earth, he's, uh, I'm going to go get water baptized. He goes to his cousin, John the Baptist. And John the Baptist says, I cannot water baptize you, Mike. I'm, 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 I'm unfit to carry your candles. And Jesus said, I must be baptized. So we baptized Jesus in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit like we are going to do on August 20, 28th here at Avenue Church, right? And just Jesus was baptized. Immediately he went up from the water. And behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God. He saw the Holy Spirit descending like a dove, not a dove, but like a dove coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, this is my beloved son whom I'm well pleased. So here we see, we see God the Son, God the Spirit, and God the Father in one story. But I want you to know, it's not, it's not one plus one plus one equals three. It is one times one times one equals one. It is God three in one. And so here's what Jesus says. So Jesus is like, okay, guys, we know there's Trinity. We know there's Father. We know there's uh, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. But then Jesus continues on to say, I will ask the Father. He will give you another helper, the Spirit of truth who will be with you and dwells in you. I want you to know that the Holy Spirit, he really is the Spirit of truth. Really is the Spirit of truth. You will see, what does that mean? What's the Spirit of truth mean? So the Holy Spirit will always line up with God's truth. God's word. It was never going to be like way out there, you know. It's going to line up. Typically, when the Holy Spirit speaks, it's confirmation of God's word. In the beginning was the word. Word was God. The word was with God. And so here it is that the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. So we've established all that. We're good. I'm ready. I could probably close out in prayer and we could receive the Holy Spirit. But before we do that, I want us to ask the question, what does the Holy Spirit do? Like, why is, what's he of use for us today? Like, this is great. I'm in Bible college today. Thank you, Pastor Jeremy. I'm about to leave. But what does the Holy Spirit do for us? Here's several things he does for us. And I want you to know, as I, as I talk about this uh, um, portion of my message today, I want you to know this is what he does for us, and this is what he wants to do for you. Like, this is available for you today. And the first thing that he does is he speaks to us. He speaks to us. The Holy Spirit will speak to us. For me, it's that still, small voice. For me, it's, that, it's a discerning spirit. For me, it's, 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 it's that moment I'm about to go do something and I know I shouldn't do it. And all of a sudden, on the inside, you, you kind of feel like, don't do it. Don't do it, Jeremy. That's the Holy Spirit. He's a still, small voice on the inside of us. So he, he speaks to us. Revelation chapter 2, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. Let him hear what the Spirit says. Uh, Acts chapter 13 says, while they're worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on him and they sent them off. I love this portion of scripture because the Holy Spirit wasn't vague. He was very detailed. He was very detailed because the Holy Spirit cares. He cares. He cares. But then uh, Jesus goes on to say, but the helper of the Holy Spirit, whom the Father sent you in my name, he will teach you all things and he will bring to your remembrance. He will speak to you. He will speak to you, but he will speak to you according to God's truth. I was, um, I used to travel with an evangelist and we were in Pensacola, Florida at a Bible college. 
one of my favorite stories to tell because at the Bible college, we got to meet the president of this particular Bible college, uh, Richard Crisco. And, and so when we were there, he, uh, I asked him, you know, is there, is there like a crazy story, like anything like wild happened in this college? He goes, oh, lots of crazy things happen. But he goes, but uh, you know, you're a young man, and, and I'll tell you the funniest story I have. And he said one day he was in his office, and uh, a young, you know, man of God, soon to be pastor, uh, he comes and makes an appointment and knocks on his door, and he says, hello, uh, uh, Mr. President, sir, you know, Mr., uh, hello, Richard, and, and he sat down, and he's just, I just, he was like, what do you want to meet about? He goes, I really just want you to, to pray with me, because I really feel that God spoke to my heart on, on who my wife is, and he was like, that's, that's incredible. That's amazing. And he was like, yeah, and uh, uh, it's, it's this particular young lady, and, 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 and this particular young lady happened to be uh, just this beautiful girl on campus, and she, she happened to be the daughter of, I guess, of, of, of a well-known preacher uh, in that area. And so he just said, I really feel like that, that God wants me to marry her. And he goes, wow, that's fascinating. He goes, I'm going to pray with you, uh, but before I do, we need to bring the other two boys in who came this week and said the very same thing. <laughs> Like, you're all going to marry the same girl. That's wild. So let me tell you, the Holy Spirit speaks to us, but do not blame the Holy Spirit. Don't just use him and say, God's called me this way. You could just say, I missed it. I feel this. I think this is the journey I want to go on. I think this is the, 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 the journey that God wants me to take. But I love how detailed that the Holy Spirit said, I want you to do this and this and this. Anytime I step out, I gotta tell you, it's terrifying. I say, Holy Spirit, I think you're speaking to me in God's Word. Holy Spirit, I think you're speaking to me in my prayer time. Holy Spirit, when every time I take a step and doors are opening, I'm, I'm believing I'm hearing from you. I wish, I wish I could tell you, like, do these three things and you'll have success in hearing the Holy Spirit. It's not like that. Because the Holy Spirit is not in a box, He's, he's creative, he's, 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 he's God. He's, he's part, you know, it's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So I wish it was easier said than done, but my goodness, we have got to stop blaming for the, the Holy Spirit for things that we're just making up in our mind. But we have to have, have discernment in our spirit. So don't hear me wrong, all right? So don't be like, I can't say anything now in, in Jesus' name. I want you to know that the Holy Spirit will speak to us. And so here's my challenge for you. I want you to write down what you think he's speaking to you. Get a journal and just say, I do this all the time. Uh, um, I believe the Holy Spirit. And literally, I don't go, I think the Holy Spirit is. I literally write down, uh, you know, uh, Jeremy, this is what I'm speaking. And I begin to write that down. And the more I practice it, the more I begin to hear him. That still small voice. So number one, he speaks to us. But number two, he helps us. He helps us. He helps us. How many need help in this room today? I need lots of help, all right? He helps us. But I love in Romans 8, likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes and helps for us with groanings too deep for words. There are many times in my Christian walk, well, I will just pray in the Spirit. And we're going to be talking about that at the end of the month. Well, there's moments where I'm in the ER and one of my good friends passes, he dies on the operating table and I don't know what to do. Anxiety and worry comes over me. What do I do? I just pray in the Spirit. Holy Spirit, I need help. Holy Spirit, I need help. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do, but I need you. And the Holy Spirit met me right there in the hospital because he cares about every single aspect in our lives and he wants to be involved in every aspect of our life. He wants to be involved in every 
aspect of our life. There are literally moments when I'm driving down, I say, all right, I need to get there. And literally I'll say, Holy Spirit, let's go. All right, which way should we go? And I've had directions given to me. There are moments in my life where the Holy Spirit wants to be involved with. So he speaks to us, he helps us, but also he leads us. He leads us. In Acts chapter 8, we see this all throughout the book of Acts. In Acts chapter 8, the Spirit said to Philip, go over and join the chariot of this royal official. So Philip ran to him, heard him reading the Bible, Isaiah, and said, do you understand what you're reading? You know, yelling up there. And he said, how can I unless someone helps me or guides me? So we invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Later, Philip translates the Bible. This is what God's word says. Water baptizes him. Philip gets transformed and goes to a, transported to another city. Can I tell you, there are many times when you're, and, and for, for some of us in this room, we go like, that'll never happen to me. Maybe you've been in the grocery store and God's like, hey, do I see that person over there? Tell them that, God, that I love them. And we go, eh, that's weird. <laughs> Not going to do it. One time I was running, which is a miracle in itself, like exercising, you know. I was running by a path, and I passed this, uh, this, uh, this lady on the path, and I'm running with my dog. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit says, tell her that there's dreams in her heart that she is praying for, and I'm going to make them come to pass. And I went, no. <laughs> no, I don't think so. You know, weird, and it's dark, right? It's like, it's like hey, excuse me, you know, like, <laughs> No. I literally have a conversation with the Holy Spirit, and then I, I had to turn around, and the Holy Spirit's like, you got to pass her again, you know. <laughs> I kid you not. And so I run by, and I stop, and I was just like, excuse me, excuse me, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, excuse me, you know, um, not trying to kill you, you know. And, and I said, I believe, and I spoke the words to her, and she began to cry in that path, and I was like, God bless you, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Can I just tell what would happen? What would happen if everybody in this room said, Holy Spirit, today I am willing. I am, I am here to hear from you today. Because Philip didn't even argue. Philip ran to him, right? To the royal official who could do some serious damage to Philip's life. But what would happen as a church if we say, Holy Spirit, speak to us. I'm available. I'm ready. I'm ready. The Holy Spirit, uh, Romans chapter 8, uh, those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God, for we did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as, some, as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. I love this word right here. We are led by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yep. But I got to take it a step further. If we're led by the Holy Spirit, what else can lead us? What else can lead us? What else can drive us? What else can influence us? I found it interesting in 2 Timothy. Now Paul's speaking to Timothy, and he said, For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind, of self-control. That's the Holy Spirit. That dunatos, dynamite, power. But he also did mention there's a spirit of fear. Are we allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us? Or are we allowing something else like fear to lead us? My goodness, the, op the, the, the opposite of uh, uh, fear isn't just like, it's, 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 you, know, um, um, you know, the opposite of fear isn't just bravery. 
I believe the, the, the opposite of fear is, 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 is faith, yep. is, 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 is trusting. So today is who's leading you? Because in this day and age, and I talked about this several uh, weeks ago, God's never too early, he's never too late, he's right on time, and I hate that. But I want to ask you today, who is leading you? Because whoever's leading you will help you. So he speaks to us, and he leads us, but also he guides us. And I love this, because the Holy Spirit is not a bully, he's a gentleman. He's not, I said go over here, you know, like, ah, the Holy Spirit's ticked off. <laughs> now, the Holy Spirit can get his feelings hurt and all that, but he guides us. He's a good guide. The Holy Spirit's a good guide. When the Spirit of truth comes, Jesus said, he will guide you into all truth. Here's my favorite thing about the Holy Spirit. I will read the Bible and go, this makes absolutely no sense. I have no idea what I just read. But then I'll spend time in that and say, Holy Spirit, speak to me. And I'll sometimes stay in that scripture verse or that portion of scripture for hours or days or weeks with many breaks in between, like lunch, dinner, work, you know. And many times the Holy Spirit will guide me to other scriptures and other commentaries that will bring revelation to what I'm reading. But he will guide us. You know, when I was young, my mother told me a story as I was getting to know the Holy Spirit and and just all the things that are involved in, in hearing him and being led by him by submitting to God, all those things. And my mom told me um, that one, one particular Friday, the kids were at school, my parents were divorced, and my dad had a weekend plan uh, to go to Minneapolis about four and a half hours away. With, with, it was his weekend, so he could you know, grab his kids. Um, but my little sister at the time, much younger than I was, was about four years old, um, I believe four years old, and, and so he was going to take all of us out. And at the time, my dad wasn't fully a Christ follower, and dad, I know you watch, so dad, I love you, and wasn't fully a Christ follower uh, at, that, at that time. And so my mom, she was in the kitchen by herself, all the kids were in school, my little sister was uh, down for a nap, and uh, so she's mopping the floors, and she's just like, you know, listening to music. And out of, just, out of, just out loud, she's talking to herself, and she just says, do I, do I send Jenna, the four-year-old, with my ex-husband for the weekend? She just kind of said it, like, I don't, you know, like, should I? Or, you know, like, is that, is that okay? And all of a sudden, she heard, this is my mom's um, version of the story because she was there. Uh, she heard from another room, no! And it scared her. She went, what the, you know, like... Like, it wasn't like, somebody's in the house. But she just went, what? And all of a sudden, she, said, she felt the presence of God. And she said, okay. Talked to my, talked to my dad and said, I would love to, for the boys to go, but I would like for Jenna to stay. That's okay. He went, what? How dare you? Things like that. She said, please, I'm just asking you. He said, fine. You know. And I asked my mom. I said, wow, like, that's incredible. Is there, like, a follow-up to that mom? Is there... Is there like, 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 did I die, you know, in a, in a car accident? Like, what happened, you know? And I love what my mom said. My mom said, nothing happened because I listened to the Holy Spirit. I listened to the Holy Spirit. Now, I know today's a lot, and I'm teaching today, right? Come on, somebody, I'm teaching. I would love, we're going to preach and all that during this series. 
I love our Rooted plug. We're about to do Rooted starting September 4th. We're going to do a big kickoff, 9-11. It begins with our two-service kickoff. But I encourage you, if you want to grow deeper in your relationship, man, you want to know more about Jesus, more about the Holy Spirit, more about prayer, i got to encourage you to get into Rooted. I'm going to lead a group as well with my wife. There's many different uh, groups all over the city uh, of Las Vegas. But, man, I want our church to get rooted and established in God's word. But, man, what if a church lived out this every single day, lived out this every, uh, lived out our ordinary daily lives listening to the Holy Spirit? What could happen? What could change? And here's the last thing that he does. He convicts us. He convicts us. Now, I say this for last because this is a fun one, right, everybody? But he convicts us. But I want us to take this word because sometimes conviction feels a lot like repentance in church. And a lot of times when we hear repentance or conviction, it's like a trigger word for some of us. Like, repent! And we're like, ow, why did I come to this church? I want you to know that this is actually a great word. It is a good word. Uh, John 16, Jesus says, And when the Holy Spirit comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness, and judgment. I love when the Holy Spirit convicts me because he doesn't do it in a mean way. He doesn't go, hey, Jeremy, look, see this right here? Yeah, buddy. No, he does it in loving ways. He'll say, you know this area in your life? Hey, yeah, this right here? The one that you've been hiding? The one you kind of shove down deep inside, the one you just kind of sweep under the rug and say, God is good all the time, all the time, God is good. You know that one area that no one else knows about? Yeah. Let's heal that. Let's deal with that. Let's bring that to light. The truth will set you free. And that's what he does. And I love in this, this quote by, uh, uh, by Jay Gresham. It says, there must be mystery, there must be, There must be the mysterious work of the Holy Spirit in new birth. Without that, all of our arguments are quite useless. What the Holy Spirit does in the new birth is not make a man or woman a Christian regardless of the evidence, but on contrary, it's to clear away the mist from his eyes and to enable him to attend to the evidence. So it's just not, you're good, but it's saying, hey, let's heal your heart. Man, I want to be with you forever. Not just make you good for today, but make you good forever. And then Romans chapter 8, remember, conviction is a, a whole lot different than condemnation. The Bible says there is, therefore, now no condemnation. Condemnation means, conviction means, hey, hey, this area right here, let's, let's work on this. Man, let's heal this. But you know what condemnation is? Condemnation means, hey, you can never change. You're stuck with it. This is who you are. This is your label. That's condemnation. Conviction is so much more powerful. There's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free. The Holy Spirit convicts so that he can renew. So that he can renew. You know, if I... You ever buy a, you know, buy a house and you go in and the previous owner's stuff's in there and it's smelly, full of cat hair. 
cats. Smells, maybe they are harder, maybe there's food left over. You don't just go in there and push that stuff to the side and put in new furniture. When company comes over, they go, what's that smell? You go, nothing. BC days, before Christ. What the Holy Spirit does, the Holy Spirit says, let's do a renovation. Let's do a gut job. But I'm going to let you pick out the carpet. Come on, somebody. <laughs> but let's begin to do something new in your heart. A lot of times people look at Pastor Lindsay and I and, you know, ministry and, you know, life. It's difficult. Teachers, it's difficult. Friends, it's difficult. Life is hard. And a lot of times people ask us, man, how do you, how do you do it? And sometimes I'm always like, drugs, but I don't, you know. <laughs> I don't. But people go, how do you do it? And I say, it's the Holy Spirit. And it breaks my heart. And I want to repent if I haven't talked about the Holy Spirit enough. But he's the one who guides us and leads us and helps us and speaks to us. He's the one that keeps me out of trouble. And it's not, you know, it's rules and re No, he's the one that led me to the, to the right wife. He led me to the right relationships. He led us to the right part of the city. He led us to the right buildings. He led us. He guides us and he leads us. I'm telling you, friends, and the Holy Spirit, he, only he can fill a void in your heart that we try to fill with everything else. I apologize as your pastor. But man, the Holy Spirit, he is here and he's in this place. And I love Titus chapter 3. I got two more scriptures. So for we once were foolish. And I wish I could tell you in this 20 years of ministry that I did it all according to the Holy Spirit. I made plenty of mistakes. I made plenty of mistakes, but we were disobedient, led astray. Slaves to various passions and pleasures. Passing our days with malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. But when the goodness and the loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, He saved us, not because of the works done by us in righteousness, but I want you to see this, but according to His own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. What's regeneration? Regeneration means birth again or a new birth or a new birth. I, and in just a moment, I'm going to ask our singers to come back out here. I want us to stand in just a moment. And I really felt like, Jesus, how do I end the sermon today? How, what, what, what do I do? I really felt like the Holy Spirit said, man, I don't need, like I don't need the Holy Spirit. Or no, the Holy Spirit doesn't need me. We need the Holy Spirit today to speak to us. And so I want us to give the Holy Spirit just a few minutes. But I want you to open your heart today. Whether that's that, that repentance, whether that's that conviction, or whether that's just a moment to say, Holy Spirit, I've been stressed out about things I haven't included you in. And just ask him to speak to you today. Because uh, there's a parable in the story where Jesus tells in the Gospels with the persistent neighbor. And the persistent neighbor is going to the to, uh, to his neighbor's house. He's knocking on the door. 
let me in. I, I, I need some bread. And the guy's like, it's late at night. I'm not going to wake my kids. I'm not going to answer the door. But then the Bible says, Jesus said, but he's going to open the door, not because he was a friend, but because he was persistent. And then Jesus says this in Luke chapter 11. He says, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit? How much more will you give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? There's two greatest gifts in the Bible that I could find. The first one is the gift of salvation. And the last one is the gift of the Holy Spirit. So you stand with me, please, real quick. And I just want us to give God just a few more moments. I want you to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. So stand right, real quick, real quick. Stand, 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 stand. And I want you to just bow your heads. I want you to close your eyes. I just want you to say, Holy Spirit, speak to me. Holy Spirit, speak to me. I don't need you to tell him your resume. I don't need you to tell him, I don't need you to tell him all the wrong that you did. I don't need you to tell him if you're worthy or not. I don't need to, we don't need any of that today. What we need today is for you to just say, Holy Spirit, speak to me.